And here we go. The Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. My name is, of course, Eddie Cohn, host, creator of The Spiritual Spiral. And not only does my cat, Leo, make a few appearances on today's episode, but you're also going to listen to a wonderful conversation that I had with yoga teacher, meditation teacher, Kema Hagar. It's a, it's a wonderful chat. And, you know, this is something that I really think we all need to think about. You know, I, I certainly don't have the answers here, but my show evolved out of my curiosity towards the impact of tech and social media on our culture. You know, what's, what's happening if we're digesting all day, if we're scrolling, if we're watching five episodes of Netflix back to back, if we're staring at our phone all day? I, I do think these supposed innocuous devices that are in our hands so often, that we're watching so often, I, I just think the impact that these devices have on our lives and our psyche and our ability to slow down is pretty dramatic. So I really think today, as you listen to the show, as you listen to my chat with Kema, what can you do in your life to slow down? Give yourselves permission to take an hour and just go for a walk. Turn off the device. Be outdoors. Listen to you know, some meditation music or listen to, listening to the birds outside or just, as I said, going for a walk, slowing down. So I really felt like this chat with Kema was a wonderful reminder about the powers of slowing down and uh, tuning out and tuning in. And as I said, Kema is a yoga teacher. She's a meditation teacher. Let me read this from her website, which is kemahagar.com. Um, she's also certified in meditation but her most metamorphic experience comes from her studies in the fundamentals of Hawaiian healing. She takes pride in her gift to work with care, joy, and integrity, and her mission is to help others practice selfless self-care through meditation, yoga, holistic healing, and aloha, which means love. You can find Kema, as I said, on her website at kemahagar.com. Her Instagram is Kama Hagar, or at Kama Hagar, I should say. And truly, I really fully believe that right now, 2022, with the onslaught of information, the pandemic, and so many you know, new devices coming in our way, we truly need to figure out how to tune out and slow down and tune in. So I think it's a great chat. Kama, thank you so much for taking the time to be on my show. You know where to find me on Instagram at Eddie Cohn or the Spiritual Spiral Podcast. Website is iameddiecohn.com. Got a bunch of new music out, which you can find on Instagram. <laughs> well, you can find rather on Spotify or iTunes or on my Bandcamp, which is eddiecohn.bandcamp.com. Just can't stop thinking about Instagram. Uh, website is iameddiecohn.com, and my new book officially is coming out April 1st. I'll have information soon about where you can pick up some advanced copies. So I'm obviously very excited about that. Um, and that's it. Thank you so much to Kama for taking the time. And thanks so much to you for listening, supporting, and being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast.
good. Nice to meet you. Likewise. Nice to meet you. How is my audio? Because I am not in my normal setup because my fiance is in our office. So okay, you sound. <laughs> Yeah, you sound great. You sound amazing. And if at any awesome. point, yeah, if at any point I'm kind of like, you know, turning a knob or like not always looking at you, it's just because I'm just making sure. Yeah, yeah. No worries at all. I'm excited to to chat. I also know you're, I just reread your intro and I was like, oh my God, DJ, I'm literally like in a deep, like I'm enrolled in DJ school right now and I'm so bad at keeping up with it, but it is like a, a pipe dream. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. You know, it's really um, just reading very little about you, but you have this, I can tell this trait where you're you're very curious about trying lots of things. I just, I get that sense from you right away. I, it's, it's the seven Enneagram, the enthusiast. I don't know if you're familiar, but it is no. like a must do all, see all kind of type. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I think that's, I think that's a really, um, Great way to, it, it's weird as we get older, I, at least I, I'm not this way, but I can feel like society sort of weighing down on people's, I believe, innate desire to try new things. And I think it's so important yeah. to sort of hold on to that. I think so too. I mean, of course, there are many types of people out there and some really love the stability and the mastery and not to say we're not mastering the things, but I just love trying just trying it all. There's just so much. There's so, the world is our oyster. Yeah. So yeah, I loved your reading your intro. I was like, oh, so many cool things that I love too. So I'm sure we'll have so much to talk about. Yeah. I mean, this is like, this is going to be like a five hour talk. So we got plenty. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, how do I pronounce your, your first name? Oh yeah. No worries. Kama. It's always the first question I get because it's not phonetic. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was gonna say comma, but I, I don't know. So Kama. Okay, great. It makes perfect sense. Yep, Kama. Yeah. My parents just got creative with the pronunciation. Kama, great. It's what's really funny is that um I watched I turned on foxnews.com and then I went to cnn.com. This is like five hours ago. And then I went on to Instagram and 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 saw your meditation and heard your voice, and I was thinking God, wouldn't the world be so much healthier if like all of those news sources were just gone or we replaced all of that frenetic energy and that type of voice with voices like yours? I just think I, I really feel like within a month, our whole world would just like shift in a positive direction. So I that's a lot of power to put in my hands, but thank you. And yeah. yes, I totally understand the message about just people having an outlet for peace and having that be your go-to because it's always a choice, right? You get to decide what you're feeding your mind, your body and your ears and every bit of your senses with. So yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. I like the shutters just thinking about <laughs> the news and all yeah. the things. It's definitely not part of my circuit. So that's already half the stress gone right there. It is. It is. It's funny. Like sometimes I wonder if, um, and I don't want this to sound like too meta- metaphysical here, or um, but I wonder if we are, if we do have a choice. Like I, I think sometimes our innate desires and interests to just consume, to 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 be attracted to like the toxicity, or just like you know, if you're driving down the freeway 
and there's a car accident. Gosh, you, you, you I'm, maybe I'm projecting here, but it feels like the, no. the, the instinct is to look. Right. So I, right. I don't know. I, I think sometimes I think the human mind and the psyche is this sort of mysterious, almost uh, paradox where you know you shouldn't, but you do it anyway. But I, I don't know. It's strange. I think it's true. And actually, what's really interesting, just this, I've never said this before. It's, this is coming out the first time ever. But I wonder if it also, if it's spun in a positive direction, right? Because the human psyche can absolutely be a tormented place, but it can also be so beautiful, right? So I wonder if there is an innocent place that it comes from. And it's like the human desire for story. And I think mm. that I'm speaking from my own experience here because I am one of those people too. It's like looking over my shoulder. Um, and you kind of want to just, you want to know, you want to be in the know. And I feel like that's kind of why we're looking to the news and we're looking for the drama even. But if we can just kind of maybe recognize that there's just a desire for story, why don't we fill the story with something beautiful and exciting and riveting in other ways? Um, at least that's kind of how I just experience that in my body even when you said that because I just love a good story <laughs> yeah you know so. what's, what's interesting is that I've actually been I'm resonating with that because it was something I just listened to but I've found myself over the last couple months going back to the classics like of mice and men and I'm reading to kill a mockingbird right now and talk about I think life moves so fast that you don't really get the nuances. And I feel like now we really need to pay attention to, at least I do, where I'm going to go, 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 but I'm not really getting the full story. And I, I do feel like writing, meditation, sitting still and reading to things like To Kill a Mockingbird really does yeah. sort of remind me about, you know, slowing down. And, and there's so much more to the quote unquote, the story. Totally. To slow down is actually a huge part of my New Year's. <laughs> And I know the, you know, it, the resolutions, whatever, I always have my own version. It's always usually around like the new moon, which by the way, I don't know if you're into that, but it was a new moon on New Year's day. And I was like, why, is, why isn't this being talked about as much yeah. as it, it is so powerful, right? Especially during such a crazy couple of years. Um, anyways, I, I took that moment and I was like, this is going to be my year of slow and steady. And um, I've said that for like three years, by the way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't slow and steady for the last year and a half. But um, I think finding ways to really embody that is, is so beautiful. So when you just mentioned that and slowing down and reading a book or um, just taking the practices, walking slower, maybe switching out like your high intensity for a little like. Yeah. Low, low. That's what I'm trying for, at least. <laughs> is that a struggle? It's weird. Like, I think the uh, the instinct or um, one would think yoga teachers, um, especially if you're teaching regularly and practicing and, and do that, like, <laughs> like that wouldn't be a difficult uh, practice for you. But clearly it, it is. You would think. Um, I actually always say that my practices are like, why? I mean, I have these practices because I needed those practices because my innate quality in life is just to go, 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 like pedal to the metal. Like I always joke when I would just like be leaving to run an errand, I would like rip out of this parking spot. Like I was in like a full blown, like police chase. Like, I don't know why that was my tendency. I think it's, 
it's a little conditioned. It's, it's a little, all kinds of stuff. But, um, when I started to recognize that it was a really hard thing to break, I'm still breaking it, but I'll tell you that these practices have been my saving grace and just even feeling what slowing down feels like, because I always talk to people, right? Like when we're setting an intention or we're looking for something, looking for a change in our lives, it's so hard to make that change. If we don't even know what that change feels like, if we don't even know the texture of patience or acceptance or great slowing down. It's so hard to even imagine what that's like. And I feel like yoga, meditation, all of these practices have been like my tasters. And from there, it's so much easier to try on. Yeah. Hang on. I knew there was going to be, I have two cats and I always start with the door being closed. Oh, yes. But I can hear, I can hear one of them is like sniffing at the door. So oh, I'm just, just going to open it and he'll probably disturb us for a moment, but then. Oh, yeah. please. Cats are my absolute favorite animal. Me so wait, what's the cat's name? Uh, that is Leo back there, the gray one. He's, and it's so funny. He always, he know whenever I like start recording music or if I record a podcast, he, he just knows, he knows that something's going on and I have to, I have to be there. It's. It's, like I gotta be a part of it. Well, is is Leo an actual Leo? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> he might want to be the star. <laughs> yes, yes. He is kind of a star, though. Um, I love it. You love know it. You know what I was thinking while you were. Uh, we'll backtrack a bit. Don't worry. But I I was just no. thinking. I have that same issue with moving fast and rushing. I think it's part of my, I don't know, I'm not religious. And um, I think a lot, and I've been this way for a long time also. Um, I think it's this combination of fear of, of it ending and trying to get as much in as I can because I, I, I've always had this sense of being blessed and and because I had a lot of health issues as a kid, but I think over the last few years, especially because of what's happened, I, I do like just be able to move my arms. And and I went swimming today. It's like seventy five degrees here in L A. It's just beautiful, and I just I feel like a lot of my the way I live my life is to to try and get as much in because I know that this could just uh, you know just end. Totally. I actually resonate with that a lot. Just like pack it in. Yeah. <laughs> pack it in. And I think there's such a, there's a balance with that. There's so much beauty in that. Um, it just depends if it's serving you and you're having a great time or if you're like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you're exhausted running to keep up with your own life, which that was me. Definitely kind of fell into that own trap. But oh my gosh, if you finding that balance and having the energy to just get it all in. Why? I mean, why not? Yeah. If it feels good. Right. Where are you now? I'm actually in Puerto Rico. So I moved here um, with my fiance in February of last year. Okay. And it is amazing. Have you ever been here? No. Uh-uh. So most people are like, it's so funny, obviously U.S. territory, but it's just one of those places that every time I tell people they're like, Costa Rica, I'm like, 
No, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, so like literally Caribbean island lifestyle. It's amazing. Everyone here celebrates everything. That has been like the biggest cultural difference that stands out amid amongst all the places I've traveled. There's this beautiful celebratory energy and oh my gosh, it's just been so inspiring talking about like slowing down and enjoying life. And I, you have to here. It's just the <laughs> right. culture. Like it's just celebration over everything. So oh my, it's just, it's been amazing. I love it here. I always say my climate, like my latitude is this, yeah. this band right here, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, like sign me up, drop me off. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Why did you, why did, what were the, why'd you go over there? Or is this sort of like a part-time thing? Are you thinking you're going to stay or? We're here for a couple of years at least. Okay. Um, mostly my fiance's work and his longtime business partner and mentor actually moved here three years ago. And so they were just working remotely together and kind of just decided he was trying to get him out here for like three years. And I was actually the one that was like, yes, 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 island, of course. Um, and we're both remote. So we just said, why not? And yeah. it's been, it's been amazing. So expansive, so eye-opening, incredible. Yeah. What, like what, give me one area where it's been so eye-opening culturally or just personally, or, or what do you mean? Totally. Well, I guess our experience here has the culturally, the celebration by landslide, just loving that. Um, but in terms of just my own, a couple of things, I moved here, right? Like during the pandemic. So things were already in such a weird like change. And I was faced with a family. My uncle actually passed away like two weeks after I moved here. And of course, right, like when you move somewhere far, my whole family's in California. It's like the first, before you're moving, you're just like, oh my gosh, the, what if somebody dies? What if there's a yes. health problem? What if this happens? What if you like go through all of these really irrational fear or rational even? And I swear to you, when we moved here, every single thing <laughs> could possibly go wrong went wrong. And we were just faced with it. We were like, okay, and, and now what? Like, what are we going to do? And I think what's really been eye-opening for me is um, that understanding that you can't change life and, yeah. and destiny and you kind of being in a place, you have no control, right? It's all about control. I just learned um, really to surrender in a lot of ways because no matter where you are, what you're choosing and doing, it's, it's not going to really change the the way of the tides and the way things are going to turn out. So, um, yeah, that was a really interesting piece. If that's making sense, just yeah. really eye opening for me to find like my own sense of peace, my own sense of surrender. And then continuing on that surrender path, we did not have a stable place for six months. I think. Yeah. I'm like, wait, whoa, we just were moving every month. So we just learned to just go with the flow. Honestly, this was just like a real year of like, flow yeah and figure it out <laughs> yeah i think that's something that i really uh you you said something i don't know if it was an article about it feels like the world's working on the outside in and it's so important to work from the inside out and mm, and yeah. i i do feel like you know the news media and and health and and the way leaders and politicians are talking about health I, I think everything is is very um, quick fix, and it's not really getting to the root of of our health issues. 
And I, I, have, been, I have been very vocal about um, this should be a time where leaders are talking about what we're eating and being active every day and meditation and um, being outside and vitamin D and relationships and, and turning off the phone and being creative. And, and all of those discussions are not really being had at all. It's, it's um, I, if anything, I think this is a time to really reflect on what we can really be doing to help uh, improve our health. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I've been saying the same thing. I'm like, where, what, where's the conversation? Someone actually just recently sent me an article. I don't remember if it was MS. I, I, I cannot remember, but it was a good outlet, a uh, popular outlet. And sure. they were talking about how meditation helps us prevent illness, just boosts our immunity. So it may be one of those amazing little side pocket tools during this pandemic. Um, to just keep around and be ready, just boosting yourself up in these other holistic ways. And I was just so relieved to see a major news outlet talking about this finally, because we do have so many incredible tools in our pockets, in our bodies. We don't even have to go beyond, right? We can sit in our own right here and, and begin the yeah. process of health and well-being. So so yeah, really happy to see that. And I think it has been such an opportunity, right? I don't know about you, but like 2020, I dove deep into shadow work and like really just took the chance to be with myself and sort through my own stuff so that I could, you know, come out of this with strength and resilience and all of the things because I almost, I mean, the world is our training ground. That's kind of how I look at it. So, um, Yeah. Yeah. You seem very um, uh, together and, and really intuitive and, and, and intelligent and not seem, I mean, it's very clear to me that you are, <laughs> but no, but you feel, it feels like you have a deep connection to um, like the spirit and, 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 and the moons and the world. And, and, and I'm curious, where did that come from? I mean, it, cause it, you know, I, I read, I mean, I want to dive back more, but, but just specifically around this area, where do you feel like that even evolved from? Oh, thank you. Um, oh my gosh. Well, I have to credit probably a few different things in my life. And I, I think growing up, I was lucky to have very, like you were saying you're not religious or I don't know what your, if your family was like more spiritual, were they? You know, it's we're just open. We did have the sense that something powerful is out there, but just religion was never a a uh, was never relevant in our home. Okay, totally fair. Okay, yeah. I was curious because I mean, we're here having a very flowing conversation. I was curious if you had a similar kind of thing in my in my house. It was all very like spiritual and open minded, and my parents were always kind of like dabbling in new spiritual concepts um and really like none of it was ever imposed on anyone it was just like food for thought this is kind of what I believe this is what I'm into this is the moon phase this is whatever is going on and um a lot of big picture conversations in my house uh aliens aliens ghosts god like anything flew it was all so open and um I loved that actually I am really really grateful for that so we had the baseline right there. And I also always say that my deepest spiritual growth, I believe, happened 
growing up part-time on Maui. Um, if you've ever been, have you ever driven yeah. the road to Hana? Uh, yes. Yeah. Many years ago. So we yeah. were like on the road to Hana, like way out there, um, halfway. And it was just this magical jungle, spiritual sanctuary of literally just like our house on this cliffside. And um, I connected so deeply with that place. I always say it was almost like, it was like a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and I went on to study Hawaiian healing and it kind of just snowballed. I think I was so inspired by that land and the mana, the energy of that land that I just was like, I need to bring this with me. And when that house sold was actually when I got so much deeper, I got all my certifications didn't really know what I was doing. I was just following the polls. Yeah. And eventually I realized I was looking to find that home, that place inside of myself. And um, I realized that it's everywhere. And I'm still kind of honing that to really, really experience that everywhere. But um, I know it to be true. So that's yeah. the practice for me. Were you born in California or were you born in uh, Hawaii? I was born in California, but this is a hilarious almost story. Like okay. my, this is my almost story. Uh -huh. My mom was pregnant with me and my parents were like, yeah, we're going to do a natural like home birth here in Maui, like beautiful. And then my mom got like kidney stones and I was like, reach right side up instead of upside down. And they had to like emergency fly back to California and like have me at a hospital. And I was like, dang it, that would have been such a good way to start. But yeah. <laughs> it's all meant to be. So I was actually raised primarily in California and then went to school in Mexico a little bit, but we hopped around all over. So that would be my second or third. I don't even know what number I am on the spiritual kind of story. But um, when my parents just, we were, we traveled constantly for yeah. my dad's work and we were like a unit. So I got to see so much of the world at such a young age. And I think that impacted me so much. I mean, when I even look at pictures of myself as a kid, I'm like, that is an adult. Like that kid has seen so much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, both good for better or worse, but yeah, I mean, most good, honestly, truly. I just, you're like, wow, there's just such an old soul in those eyes, maybe just from this lifetime alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, but maybe that, sorry, my cat's chewing on the mic cord, no, but that probably explains, <laughs> but that probably explains why I'm picking up on this um, wiser, um, more worldly experience vibe because um, just, yeah, just the traveling that you did in all the different countries. I mean, that, that immediately makes you, um, I think, turn up the, those, those moments of instinct and awareness and different cultures. I think that's probably what's, what was going on. Oh, definitely. You have to, you have to be in that mode of just acceptance, expansion, reflection. It's constant. So I always say, I mean, I think travel is the best form of education if there's any way to do it. And even just getting to know the cultures in your city and wherever, I mean, right. It's just, you know, you're in LA, such a good hub of so many different cultures if you really get into it. And that's yeah. so beautiful. Did you get the sense at some point that your life um, with, uh, with the traveling and, and did you get the sense that you were a little different or that your experience with life was a little um, just, just different than a lot of your friends or a lot of other people. I, I do. There was like an interesting 
paradox. I think part of me loved, I always joke that like to my parents that I was like the perfect incarnation into their life because I was like, yes, like take me on this ride. I love to travel. I love adventure. That was like perfect for me. My sister, I have a little sister and she's like the total opposite. She was like, leave me at home. Let me have stability. Like do not take me out of my comfort zone. So it was just a funny, um, kind of experience to see that and that contrast. So for me, I I like loved this life, but then I also craved stability and I craved community. I craved hanging out with kids my own age. I was also with adults a lot of the time. So like, and I was, had like such bad FOMO during the summer, even though I was having so much fun. I was like, oh, like, I just want to like be the sleepover parties and, you know, do the things that all these normal kids are doing at like at home. And um, I had a kind of funny juggle between that because I went to school and like had a really normal upbringing when I was at home, but then there was the road too. So yeah, I, I got a little taste of both and it's hard because I think you always want what you don't have even when you're in the moment. Yeah. So that's another part of the practice, right? So I think I think um, it was hard to relate and it still sometimes is hard to relate because on that subject, I think a huge desire of mine is relatability and a mm. huge value of mine is humility and um it can feel hard to connect because I think people make assumptions about my upbringing and, and you just want to be connected, you know? Well, I think I, I would think people would really resonate with, um, your ease and ability to communicate and and it seems like you're honest and vulnerable and those are all traits um, that I think are really important not as a yoga teacher meditation teacher but just as a just being a relatable human being I I think um, there's something to be said about that for sure yeah thank you it's a it's something I seek in others for sure too right I love I love that that vulnerability that connection it's just something I like I yearn for and I also just like love to go deep it's actually been something if I have a friend right you know people come into your life and I swear they're just everyone is a teacher that's for you for some reason and I've been getting this hilarious message um from all the people I've been meeting, they've just been just really light people that uh-huh. don't love to go to the depths of your soul or talk about, you know, like all of the really challenging things in your life. And at, like, I love unpacking that kind of stuff. That's why I do what I do for a living. And I work one-on-one with, with clients. Right. But, but there is a time and place. And um, I had a friend who we were having this conversation. It was getting super deep and he goes, I don't know. This conversation is getting really draining for me. Can we talk about something else? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wow, one, what an amazing boundary to set, like incredible. And two, like just, yeah, I get that because sometimes we go so deep and we don't need to go so deep. Like sometimes there's a time and place. There's also a time and place to just be light. So I'm actually learning that here and, the beautiful Caribbean right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good place to learn it. But yeah, there's kind of that paradox. I don't know if you feel that because right, I mean you're sitting here, you ask the deep questions, you go, do you how do you find the light for yourself? Yeah. That's a tough one because you're right. I'm 
Uh, I don't know if it was just the energy that I, I picked up from you when I reached out, but I, I struggle with that also because I think I can probably be a little uh, not intense, but these types of conversations or or my curiosity and interest in the meaning of life and, and trying to um, find depth and meaning in in. in and finding the answers, especially not being religious, especially living in this world where it's nonstop, um, te- mm-hmm. you know, tech and social media. And and I don't mean to sound, um, you know, anti what the rest of the world is doing, but it, it feels like the world I live in uh, wants us to stare at a screen all day. And, right. and I feel like... Um, you know, I'm I'm looking for more, and and maybe I won't find it, but I certainly feel more full and more um, satisfied, and more myself when I am, you know, searching for some of the deeper, more intrinsic qualities of of life. I, I, I that's just, but I don't certainly don't want to like weigh people down with it. Uh, no, no. Because I love to laugh and and go out, and I, I'm a yoga teacher. You know, although I stopped, you know, recently because I I was going going getting through a broken ankle, which is fine now, but um, or, or recovering from that. Uh, but yeah, I think it's this. I'm, I I guess like you, it's it's this balance of back and forth. Totally. It's like this toggle for me. I just realized it was a lot of like indulging in the depth, which is so beautiful. And I will not stop diving deep. I will always have the deep, hard conversations and get to the core because I love it too, like you. So, you know, that lights us, that lights people like you and I up and we'll continue to be there. I know that there's also though, for me, I had to find find the times to just like dance and laugh and talk about absolutely nothing though, which is so interesting because in my head, it was like, that's not who I am, but um, it's brought a lot of joy lately. I don't know. It's an interesting thing how just every year and every new kind of moment and opportunity and people will just show you different paths Uh, So I'm just exploring it. It's been really fun to just see how that fits on. I think, well, an intention actually, it's set during Lionsgate. So 8-8, right? Like in August was to, was it to live lighter? It was something like that. To live, to live lighter, like follow the light. And it kind of rippled after that, all of these things started happening. So it's been really beautiful to find that and find when I'm going so deep and I'm like so pulled because I love it. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm allowed to kind of pull myself back up or like take a breath or whatever I need to do in those moments. So it doesn't feel so heavy sometimes. Because I don't know about you, but I'm like such a feeler too. I also am just formerly a huge fixer. (laughs) So I know like I'd find myself in these moments of, oh my gosh, just like, how can I solve all the problems of the world and thinking about it all the time? I'm like, we need a better recycling program in Puerto Rico. Like we need to save all these stray dogs. You know, like there's always something. Um, But finding that balance of just choosing to come back to light again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. Hard. It is. Yeah, it's, it's, I I completely relate. You know, it it is, um, 
it's challenging, but it, it feels like it's our role here to to ask some questions that might make people a little uncomfortable. But that's okay. You know, it's it's weird. I think people just quickly react and 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 it's like, no, I don't dislike you, or or I don't, um, I, I'm not. judging what you're doing is wrong or right. But I think these are, you know, it's important to, to slow down and and reflect. And, and uh, I think change happens when you pause and reflect. I think if you're just constantly consuming and moving at such a rapid pace, um, and this is sort of like one of my favorite parts of the day is my 10 minute shower, because there's nothing in there but the sound of the water. And I'm just, I, I really sort of like think about goals and what I want to do that day. I just think those moments are really crucial. Totally. I love that so much. Is that like part of what do you have a morning ritual? You know, it's, it's, it changes from year to year. You know, last two years were, um, I finished a record um, in, it went out, it came out in October of last year, but I spent the first year of, the pandemic, you know, recording it and producing it. And, and so that was, it wasn't even, I'm this, I don't know if it's strange, but if I'm feeling it, you know, I just go, it's not, I don't have to have the discipline to be like, okay, I have to wake up every morning and write. Um, However, though, and I also finished a book that's coming out in the next, my first book is coming out in like the next two months. Um, So I do now have this morning ritual, which I've started this year. Uh, I want to write at least 500 words to set five to 750 words a day. Cause I'm trying to figure out what to write next. Yeah, and I, I feel yeah. like, and I feel like with the practice of writing every day that I, I do believe an idea is going to come through that quote unquote ritual. Totally. Ooh, I love that. I'm, I'm like, that's a big undertaking. That's like those kinds of, that's like, that's like homework yeah, <laughs> yeah. for the kids in school. They're like, Oh my God, 500 words. That's beautiful though. I think, I don't know how you wrote your other, but what was, do you mind actually sharing about your other book? But the, what's it about? Yeah, I, I, I will. Um, I will only say um, it's a satire about our culture, um, mm. but I'm, but I'm using yoga as the backdrop. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when it's out and I'll send it to you. I, I'm, I, I think it's, um, I get part of the reason I started the podcast was I just became intrigued uh, by how social media is affecting our culture and like what we value and, and what's real and what's not. And, and everybody's, it, it feels like everybody has become addicted to attention and, and celebrityism and, and how, how is that shaping people's brains? And, and just, it's to me, I certainly see, you know, some some good from it, but I do think the collective consciousness of our society, you know, what does it mean if if news is moving so fast, and what does it mean if something so tragic is happening, but right now millions of people really care only about taking a selfie? I, I just I think it's yeah. an interesting phenomenon. It is very interesting, and there's always such a duality, right? With and paradox with everything. There's always this like opposite side of what's happening. And it's actually really interesting. When I was in school, um, in college, I studied a, so 
So I actually studied business, have my bachelor's in business, but I had a minor in fashion design and beauty industry management, um, which were two very interesting industries. I learned a lot. um, And actually that's by learning about them, realized I don't really want to be here. (laughs) But I will say it was valuable because one of the interesting things that I learned when I branched off, one of my uh, classes was on wellness and spa. And that was my favorite one. Loved it so much. And what was amazing is it just spoke about these counter trends and how technology, of course, rising up so high as this huge trend. In opposition to that, we have wellness, we have spa, we have meditation, we have yoga, we have holistic healing. And this has become something that's risen up with yeah. tech. So in some weird turn of events, we might be turning people because, right, they're so pushed far, so far away from humanity. And that's the thing that they talk a lot about in these counter trends with this specific one is that nothing replaces human connection and nothing replaces human touch. Hmm. So no matter how deep you get in the metaverse, (laughs) no matter how far off or how many Instagram followers, you're never going to feel that satisfaction. And that's why people are reaching for this. So stuff like your podcast, stuff like my work, stuff like so many of the work of my peers and, and, you know, there's such amazing stuff coming up right now too. So that's, that's what I hold on to yeah. is that we're going to get people kind of at their wits end moving, moving this way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's, it does feel like the trend is to sort of shrink um, our potential, but I think that's why the podcast has been such a joy and why I wrote the book and I'm reading books. Cause I do feel like I want more expansion. I want to keep expanding and keep experiencing. And I don't want my, um, you know, my my viewer, my viewing to be more myopic and, and less. I just, I think it's, this to me is an expansive experience and, and it's more than just, you know, sending you a DM or something. And it's just, I think it's so important to keep your, keep awareness towards that. Totally. I agree. It kind of ties back into that first weird hit I got on my stories. Yeah. Story, connection, humanity, expansion, all of my favorite things. I love it. What were you feeling? Because, you know, you go to college and you are feeling like you're going to get into fashion and, and, you know, more the corporate side of fashion, I believe. Uh, Well, actually, design was what I wanted to do. And I was interested in working for kind of a big L.A. brand in women's contemporary design was kind of the dream there. Um, and I wanted to make, I had this, I don't know what it was. I like had this like weird rebellious, like dream of making LA the new New York because I was like, I like LA more yeah. <laughs> literally like, this like 18 year old whole thing. And, um, I, then as I started exploring was like, whoa, I really want this to be sustainable and eco-friendly and I don't want to be using slave labor and I don't want to be destroying women's body issue. Like there was so many things to consider with fashion. And I think there are some amazing people doing the good, the good work out there. But by the time I distilled it all down, I was like, I was just so uninspired um, well, what were you, yeah. I think, what were you, 
what were you feeling? Like what, or what was the last straw or what, like, and then what was that transition? Because then going to healing and, and yoga is <laughs> such a dramatic shift. So I'm, I am sort of curious in that little space and time. Yeah. Well, I think it was, a, it was so interesting. So just know, remember in the background, it was always like the spiritual, like mystical, numinous, loving girl inside. Um, so it was always something that was within me to, but I didn't even know it was an option to pursue that as a career or a life path or whatever. And I really didn't even know like all the amazing tools and practices out there. So while I was in school, I... Um, it's kind of a mix of a story. I was becoming less and less inspired by fashion. And all the while, I had just moved to LA alone. Um, and I had been in like a five-year relationship at that point that I'd been with someone from the age of 13 to 18. So uh-huh. like literally my childhood, my upbringing, my adolescence. And so I was starting to like find myself as an individual for the first time. And I was lonely and it was really hard and I was going through heartbreak. And it was just this really intense time where I was just like a sponge to anything that would help. So Mm -hmm. I was just like crystals. Yeah, sure. Like this. Yeah, sure. Tarot, like psychic readings, whatever. Like I was just like, whoa, like exploring the world of mysticism, of wellness, of um, intuition, of spirituality, just with kind of like open eyes and, and, um, open mind, I guess. And through that, I just ended up in this kind of portal of feeling better and it spiraled. It just kept building and building. And it was all in my like personal practice and like school and my career on the side. And then it became this moment of kind of like, uh, it's not fitting. Like I don't, this is, this is my life. I feel so good here. I want to pursue this at all times and I want to help people pursue this, but it didn't come like that yet. I actually did it all for me. People are always like, and then you got your teacher training for yoga and meditation. Blah, blah, blah. And then it was every single one though. I just did for myself and my personal healing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but every teacher I had was like, why don't you teach? I was like, cause I never wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they were like, I think you should teach. And so I started to teach and it has been the greatest, most fulfilling, incredible thing I have ever done in my life. You just never know. And there's actually a word for that. I mean, I've mentioned following the polls a few times as we've talked together. There's a word I love in Hawaiian so much. It's called holo holo, Mm -hmm. and it means to follow the pulse. It means like you're driving, you just get an urge to like turn down this one road and you never know what's at the end of that road. And that's both literal, metaphorical, spiritual, whatever, take it however you want. But we get those pulls all the time. So even if you don't know where you're going, I just tell people to follow those pulls. Yeah. And then were you going like back and forth? Uh, or did you move back to Hawaii? Because, you know, explain it a little bit to me. Were you then um, getting some knowledge about the Hawaiian holistic lifestyle? Or, you know, explain that because I, I don't quite understand. Of course. Yeah. I know. It's like, what? Uh, so basically, while I was in school, I finished my fashion design degree and I was going into my bachelor's for business. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, 
feeling this moment of what am I going to do with my life? I don't think I want anything to do with fashion, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was kind of in this like young open stage. So I was on a long, I had a whole summer break and I bought a one-way ticket to Maui actually. And I was like going to Maui and that was my family still had the house. So I just went there to like, listen, decompress, Mm. detox from all of it and take basically a hiatus from life. Got there and I actually started like just working with plants and um, making beautiful like skin treatments and just like luxuriating, honestly, becoming like an island nymph. And it was just this beautiful, um, holistic time where I was just eating healthy. I was like nourishing myself. I was listening. I was so connected with nature. And I ended up from there starting my all natural organic skincare line, Mukama Botanica. So I launched that while I was still in school and I was just like, this is, this is the path. It was literally like intuitively given to me. I actually ended up blending um, for my first product, Skin Superfood Serum, all these amazing ingredients that happened to be like on the perfect balance scale aromatherapeutically. Um, they all ended up being for brightening. Like I didn't even know what I was doing, but I was basically holo holoing my way through that process. And then when I started working with my manufacturer, she was like, how did you know to do this and I was like well I read a lot but I also just listened Mm. um so that like opened up this whole new thing and it started kind of through the eyes of beauty because right I'm still in fashion school I'm still in beauty like world but once I got through beauty and skincare I was like oh no 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 it's not really beauty and skincare that I'm loving here it's wellness I love this um so yes then it spiraled kept working and going to school is building my skincare line. And then my senior year of college, I just started um, taking some certifications on the side for my own interest, Hawaiian healing to continue to build the brand and for my own interest in the culture and love for the culture. And then it just kind of kept snowballing. And as soon as I graduated, I was like, Reiki master, this, that, blah, 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 blah. And, um, And I just started coaching and working with people. It just kind of happened. So, yeah, I don't know if that makes the story clear. Yeah, absolutely. But it was so, so, so beautiful how it all just happened. And I didn't try to control it. I think that's a key point here is um, I can be a control freak. But (laughs) during that phase, I just let myself find where it was supposed to be. Hmm. You said listening to yourself quite a few times, and um, I talk about this a lot, just I listen to my voice and my head and my instinct, and um, I think it really does, it can shape one's life and where they go, and and I think this is really, if anything, my show, I try to remind people how valuable it is to have quiet time. I know it could feel boring, it's not a sensory overload, but... Uh, you know, I have a friend who swims with headphones on and, and I just, part of the joy for me of swimming is to that hearing the water and, and my brain just having ideas bouncing off my head. And I, I don't know, yeah. as, as you're telling your story, I really resonate with how valuable that that is. Oh my gosh. It's so true. You can't hear through all the noise. So I'm, I love music and there's a huge place in 
wellness and joy and creativity for music. But sometimes I find myself just even having to turn that down and just be like, okay, I'm listening. I'm feeling I'm here, right? I'm, I'm actually connected to whatever messages may need to come. So that's a huge, I mean, that takes, that takes practice too, right? So I'm sure, I mean, you, you being here and choosing the podcast is using to teach yoga. I'm sure you had to holo holo your way through a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to end up where you are. So you listen and everybody just, everyone's listened. That's the thing too. Like when people are like, where do I start? Or I don't have that like intuition or I don't have that voice. I'm like, one, you got to make the quiet time. Two, you have to learn the language and everybody has a different, um, intuitive language too hmm. which is interesting what do you mean by that i because i would um, i would th- you know maybe this is totally naive of me but i would think intuition would be this this worldly commonality from one person to the next but but, but explain what do you mean yeah no good point no i think we're all getting the message from like almost the same source but we all have our own filter on it this is kind of how i imagine it i mean hmm. somebody might explain it differently but in my experience, um, and I've heard plenty of mediums and intuitive readers talk about this, right? We've heard clairvoyant. Sure. Um, so there are the five clairs. So clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, claircognizant, clair mm, something. I cannot remember this one right now, but it's all of these ways where clairvoyant is we can like see the messages. It's like maybe you see it in a dream or maybe it's just like a visual and you're like, oh, yeah. Claire audience is those people who are like, I literally like heard this message in mm. my head. Like I heard it and it was said to me and I went and did it. Um, and then there's the claircognizant, which is just that like inner knowing, just like, hmm. that's it. I know it. Clairsentient, like you feel it in your body and on your skin. And it's like a very sensorial experience. So everyone has a different thing. And that's actually part of what, has happened. This is kind of the way it just so happens. I think everyone's really interested in trying to listen to themselves. And I think it's so important too. So when I work with clients a lot, we, we start to decipher then through the noise, like which is your true inner voice and which is right. The anxiety or some other thing. But once we learn the language, we can start to recognize it. We're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one that tells me um, the highest messages and uh, it's just so valuable to know that yeah well i think i think certain people um are able to connect with that strange mystery that you're talking about and or maybe everybody can but they need to learn the tools and that's where maybe your your strength or power comes from as a teacher and just being here is is you're helping people find that I think I, I do believe everyone can find that that voice. I think everybody has it. Yes, I think it is just truly honing in or asking for help or working with someone or just being quiet and and meditating or finding that time to to do so. And I'm sure through writing, like you even just doing this 500 to 750 thing every morning. I don't know if you've ever done the practice where is this kind of what you're doing where you're writing and you're just not lifting your pen and you just see what comes through or how are you doing it? Interesting. Good question. It's, it's a combination of, uh, it depends on my mood because I, I do have this, um, 
idea of a comedy anxiety book. Uh, so I'm, I have some stories in my head that I'm trying to tell. But then I also, mm-hmm. I actually have two journals. It, it, the, the website I use is called Penzu, P-E-N-Z-U. Uh, I actually yeah. like it a little bit more than Google Docs because you can sort of create these digital um, versions of diaries. So I have three diaries. One, uh, I'm suddenly forgetting what the third one is, but one for the book. And then another where it's just stream of conscious writing, don't care, just get it out, just go, go, go. And if I'm even writing, God, I feel so stupid today writing this. I'm just just going. Yeah, totally. That is such a good practice for intuition, though, especially hmm. if you like prompt it, like, like, you know, like, dear Eddie, this is your body. It wants you to know. And then just like let it flow and like prompt yourself a little, but then let it just like let it go. And I feel like that sometimes is where we get messages too. You're like, whoa, didn't even know that I felt that way, but I totally, that's, yeah, that that's coming out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's really cool. It's, I love that you're doing that and have three diaries for that or different things. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. I think, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, And it's, um, I, I'm thinking one thing I want to ask you, but I, I just, but to fin- to sort of finish this area, I, this is something that I think about, like I'm watching also masterclass or I'm, I'm watching, or I signed up and subscribed to masterclass because I feel like, um, you know, I just want to get some of their information and I, I, I love the show Insecure. So I'm watching the Issa Rae masterclass. I guess I think it's really important though you know, you could see all these master classes, and you could, you know, Malcolm Gladwell. Can, you could watch his master class, and and but at some point, you just you have to do it yourself. You just need to find your voice, and and I think that's what writing in this diary every day for me right now uh, is is hopefully trying to create. I'm trying to find my voice and what I want to write next. Totally. Oh my gosh, I actually have a master class subscription too that I've been neglecting. <laughs> But there are so many amazing authors and writers and I have used it for similar reasons that it sounds like you are. And it's just so, so inspiring and so interesting to hear how people kind of pull from that voice and use their own voice. And gosh, I love it. Yeah. Um, Last question. And I'll, I promise I'll let you go. Um, But I, no, No, I've really, first again, um, Kama, I really appreciate. I was going to say Kama again. Kama, I really appreciate you. Oh, don't time. worry. This has been great. Um, is there, and, and I'm not trying to sort of lump everyone in as sort of a very specific um, um, behavior, but what have you noticed shifting or changing with clients, or is there a particular area that that you've picked up on or? Uh, has it shifted at all over the last couple of years or, and then, uh, and then from that, what are some solutions or suggestions that, that you just think right now are, are, and I know we've certainly touched on them, but I guess, you know, what, what are you seeing and, and what are some simple um, solutions to sort of get through this, this very chaotic, emotionally chaotic time? Oh my gosh. That's such a great question. Um, I think emotionally chaotic is a really great word, actually. And I do feel that that has been the 
theme in a lot of ways. So it's just funny that it like slipped out for you because it feels like people have had, oh my gosh, all kinds of things, but it's kind of just been like a roller coaster. And I'll even see I have weekly clients that like, you know, one week they're one thing and the next week they're next. So I think that's so relatable for all of us right now because times are just ever changing very quickly, very unprecedented. Um, and I'll tell you that the biggest tool lately that has been huge in shifting my awareness, um, has been for the emotional dimension of self. And it has been the, um, this concept of just first reflecting on what kind of emotional processing do you do? Um, generally, and Mm -hmm. it may depend on the emotion because some of us are more comfortable with some emotions than others, but are you more of an indulger? So do you just like to like self victimize and wrap yourself up in it and exaggerate it and make it this whole thing and dive to the bottom and get stuck in it? Or are you more avoidant where you're just like, nope, I am not looking (laughs) I'm moving at a million miles per hour doing anything, but looking at this thing. And, um, of course, the real truth of healthy emotional processing is being right in the middle where we're not running from it. We're not diving into it and rolling up in it. We're just acknowledging it. And this is mindfulness 101, right? We acknowledge it where we recognize it's there. We have the courage to look it straight in the face. Um, we have the curiosity to explore where it may be coming from. And then we have enough self-respect, truly, honestly, to let it go and let ourselves go after we we do a little bit of the feeling. So hmm. I just have been drilling that for so many weeks and months, it feels like, with all different kinds of clients. But I will tell you on a firsthand basis, that has been the most transformative practice for me throughout this global pandemic. It has just been realizing how I process my emotions and choosing how to process them in a healthy way. So that takes practice. Um, I know I just briefed it out a little bit, but it's one of those things that is just so much better experienced. And of course, why I do what I do. And there are meditations out there for this. And I have free resources on my website, et cetera. But that is the creme de la creme right now. Yeah. (laughs) Very well said. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I'll, I'll shoot you an email probably, but just where can people give me some of the quick, you know, locations of where people can find you. Um, of course. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I have my Insta Kama, just K A M A H A G A R first and last name Kama Hagar and my website. Once again, kimahagar.com. Cool. And I have a Facebook page too, just my first and last name, kimahagar. Yeah. All just my name. Pretty easy to find me out there if you need me. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm just there as a resource and tool for all things wellness, selfless, self care, and just holistic well being because we have to tend to so many of our beautiful dimensions of self and just give ourselves all that love so we yeah. can show up to the best. Kama, this was awesome. I really loved talking to you. It was great to meet you. Um, Oh, you too. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to meet you. Yeah, likewise. And um, yeah, this will probably go live like early next week. But uh, I think a lot of people really uh, resonate with what you're talking about. This is really great. Great to meet you. And I, I appreciate it. Thank you. You too. And keep in touch. Always let me know if there's any way you... 
I can support or however, of course, when this goes out, I'll share it out on my end too. But um, I love, I love what you're doing. I think it's awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Likewise. Thank uh, you. Well, have a great evening in Puerto Rico and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Eddie. We will talk very soon. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> you too. Bye. Kema Hagar, everybody. That was wonderful. Kema, thanks so much for joining me on the show. And again, big reminder here, everybody. What are we going to do 2022? To take care of ourselves, to slow down, work on the inside, and then move to the outside. You know, of course, we want to stay informed. We want to know what's going on in the world, but we have to set limits. We have to slow down, take time every single day to tune out the outside world and tune in to the intrinsic qualities of ourselves. Quiet time, slowing down, meditation. You know where to find Kama, KamaHagar.com, or you can find her on Instagram at KamaHagar. I thought that was a wonderful conversation. So thanks again, Kama. You can find me, of course, on Instagram at Eddie Cohn or the Spiritual Spiral Podcast. Website is IamEddieCohn.com. And some wonderful guests coming up over the next month. And I'm also going to be recording my 200th episode next, which I'm really excited about. Lots of stories, some personal stories about some health issues that I've dealt with. And we'll look ahead. Look ahead to 2022. So thanks so much for listening, supporting, and being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast.